Well, it's, so it's too late to rescue you. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's like... The best wisdom you, you, that I can possibly it, give. Something about, uh, like, hotel linens or something. Or, like, it just makes you fuck. It does. Yeah, I I don't know what it is about hotel linens, but I am never hornier than when I am sleeping in someone else's bed. That's. I mean, the fact that I know that there have been multiple people fornicating on those same sheets... I, it, there, it does something uh, it for me. It does. I'm uh, totally with you. There is nothing like vacation sex. It's like restarting the relationship every time. It's like you're with a brand new person. You just fell in love for the first time. And you are just beating guts like, the whole time. It just being nasty. You know, shit I would never do in my own bedroom. <laughs> and then you come home. And then you come home and it's like, hey, I'll see you on Sunday nights. Love you, kid. Of course, my answer I don't care. <laughs> and then, uh, what color should the invitations be? I Juan, do you have sex with your girlfriend? Uh, what should we have of course. for dessert? What? I don't care. Do you have vacation should sex with your girlfriend? This way or that, that um, way? Yeah, care. of course. See, I don't care. Uh, uh, there's been a couple occasions and where, you know, it maybe, you know, screwed the pooch a little bit and got into a tiff. And, you know, that was hung over my head. And so there's been occasion where it hasn't. Um, on vacation? On vacation? Right, well, I kind of like uh, yeah, I kind of yeah, like the tan. Nah, bro, you can't okay, you can't fight on vacation. Oh, There's nothing to fight about. You're on vacation. Uh, well, okay, well, uh, not like big vacations, right? But like, it, which is, uh, true. you know, going then, uh, going somewhere for like well, a night, uh, you know, like out of the city. Uh, what do you want for right? Nah, bro, is that a vacation? That's yeah. Whenever you're out of your own house, bro, those fights, our fights, they stay in these walls. We don't we don't take this bullshit. Anywhere, right? and it's just gonna it go stays back and forth. Here. And play we, the second we leave the house, until, we are madly uh, in love. After you're yeah, but, so yeah maybe I pissed her off right before we left, but that hours. doesn't travel. Work you know, we gotta nice we gotta do that freaky and, deaky uh, when we're not uh, staying at the house. Like you don't get that opportunity every no night. You know, so yeah, you gotta take full advantage. Any anything that's worth fighting on vacation is worth procrastinating oh, well, about and talking like about when you get home. Yeah, Guaranteed. Okay, so, so you need one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go in the back room right. and well, read a lot of books. Tell that to a psychologist, uh, you guys. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, if she can give me a discount on the sure prices I'm paying for my right, fucking psychologist, exactly, Jesus, you know, man. What do you pay if you don't mind me whatever, asking? I pay out of pocket because my insurance um, doesn't cut, or she doesn't take my insurance, but I pay 150 a session. That's what I pay. Yeah. Highly recommended. I mean, it's completely changed my life, and it's definitely something that I think we all need to tap into. But yeah, at 150 bucks a session. But, uh, it's right on that borderline of like once the my mental health over, isn't that important. Um, that, uh, <laughs> you know, life will get progressive. Yeah, sometimes yeah, it is, but sometimes be if I needed it not to be that important. <laughs> sometimes when I'm acting out um, or I'm not feeling uh, too hyped on life or whatever else, my mental health isn't where I want it to be. I immediately blame my therapist. Like, man, this was three hundred dollars this month. I should, I should be feeling three hundred dollars better. <laughs> I thought this was a cure. <laughs> yeah. Why <laughs> am I feeling down? I thought we moved past that. <laughs> it's called work for a reason. <laughs> uh, I thought I was going to be all better by now. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you mean this isn't a lifelong journey of uh, recovery and uh, self-respect? self-introspection <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like working out bro that's the worst part about mental health is there's no point where you like you're just like all right got the six pack we're good to go like you got to keep going in the gym it's the same shit with mental health and i'd like to just be a better person and stop doing the fucking work <laughs> so i'm almost at this point now where i'm like i wish i was just like naive and ignorant almost because i feel like it's just like easier like just to be an asshole and just to like not like be like an empathetic like aware conscious individual and i look at these people walking around in complete douchebags i'm like i kind of envy you a little bit yep not really but i do i'm with you i'm with you i, I feel it all the time i i sometimes feel like man being an idiot not that i'm not but you know the people i'm talking about right. that 
occasionally looks really nice, you know, <laughs> just you got to be free of a lot of things if you're just kind of a douchebag. Bliss, man. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, agreed. Sup, John? What's up, guys? That was, I mean, that was just such a fun conversation to walk into. The transition was flawless going from... <laughs> vacation sex to you know some introspective therapist talk i mean it's it's great it's great i'm really excited you guys are on point today <laughs> we have a lot to talk about there we is do. quite a bit to talk about i will say that a lot to talk about today should we talk about it then yeah where are we starting joe Oh, that's a great question, boys. Um, <laughs> i'm down for whatever like i feel like we've been talking a lot of um a lot of brock lately um it's been kind of a running theme actually i know exactly where i want to start you fucking traitor man i'm <laughs> so mad at you this weekend aaron i was so fucking pissed i can't tell you at around what was it um the three o'clock 3 p.m on sunday i felt a fury inside of myself that i haven't felt in a while i thought we really came to this place of mutual understanding i thought we had a bond you know i thought this was real between us you and me ab and you turned your back and you chose denver and i had all the jokes ready when they were when kansas city was up 20 to nothing oh my god i was ready to light you up but i didn't because i did not want to jinx myself i never waver you waver dog you wavered. I've never wavered in my life. Here we go. Taking Denver at plus nine and a half with my eyes closed. I'm a, I'm a headhunter, dude. Apologies are in order, though. I mean, literally the opposite of blind fading Denver, which was your suggestion. Yeah, that was, your, that was your idea. Let, let, me, <laughs> let me explain something here, right? You so, pulled Jerome yeah. in, and then right. all of a sudden, you go back on it, and pick Denver. Denver of all teams, you pick Denver. Well, let, leave Jerome hanging out to dry, dude. So here's the deal: in the gambling world, there's this thing called a reverse reverse. Reverse reverse. Right, and it's where I know that an outcome is going to happen, and so I throw out another outcome out there to side with somebody to get them on my side. And then I fade that pick and it ends up being a winner because consensus says groupthink is always bad. Hmm. Wow. So what I know is that in the real world, there's a thing <laughs> called trust and you broke it, bro. There's a thing called friendship. You damaged that. Ooh. You did all of that to win a single bet to go back on your word of blind fading Denver the rest of the way. Literally not even a week after you said it. The very next show. Key word that you said there, and then only one word that really matters in life. Win. Just win, baby. Winning bet. <laughs> That's all that matters. I mean, he's not wrong. He's I got to take I got to win. Really, really helps the win percentage this year. You know, you got to tip. You got to tip the hat to him. You also, really got to tip the cap to him. You could have jumped on the bandwagon it's not like i it's not like i jumped on it's not like i said yes we're fading denver we're fading denver and then posted a a shot of my ticket of of me being on denver i was on air completely hey you had all the opportunity in the world to jump on that's true that's true you did know his pick yeah and i also had something called integrity you see that's integrity. those other guys no integrity want some fucking integrity don't you wish everyone had some goddamn integrity well soon everyone can integrity weed well where did that get you where did that integrity get you i don't know how i just jumped to, to aaron's side i don't know how you just did that but i'm riding with you bro i am riding with you let's go this is the manipulation i'm talking about it's no. a reverse reverse Reverse, reverse. He reversed, reversed your reverse. It's all reversed. I take so again. I'm a very, I'm a very. Um, I take zero accountability, and clearly, and, uh, <laughs> and you can look at you can look at my winning percentage. 
yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you cannot hate the winning percentage. You really can't. I'm not going to say that Aaron's not playing the game well. I'm just going to say he's a crook, he's a thief, and he's a liar. <laughs> a winning crook, thief, and liar. <laughs> yeah. Most of them, unfortunately, are. <laughs> oh, man. So are you going to be fading him again? or? Oh, no. We're on the Denver train right now, baby. Let's no, go. No, dude. Denver Get off. We don't want free, you. Dude. And this we could be a flipping Colt McCoy classic. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Let's let's save a little bit for our picks because I'm I'm still furious. And I think <laughs> if I stay in this place for too much longer, it's going to be a terrible pod. So let's talk about the news of the week because a lot of stuff did go down. Um, I just wanted to ask you, uh, Aaron, you started the show off last week pretty bummed about the Aaron Judge situation. So you made some suggestions about what the the I'm sorry, the Giants needed to go out and do. And they signed Carlos Correa, 13 years, 350 mil. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah, um, I'm so at first the number, obviously, not so much the, the 315 mil. Was it 350 mil? 350. 350 mil. Oh, okay. My bad. That number wasn't so surprising. The 13 years to me jumped out quite a bit. But when you stretch that out, the annual average value comes out to about 27 million a year, which actually gives them a ton of flexibility uh, up against the salary cap. And it really does not hurt their books going forward. Um, and, and neither do do these signings. I think their payroll for 2024 before this round of free agents was 16.5 million. And that most of that was going towards Disclafani. So they had a shit ton of money and they needed to spend some of it. Uh, Correa is a, essentially he's a 280 lifetime hitter. Uh, 360 OBP guy. He he pretty much averages about a five war uh, campaign every single year. He's he's 85, 85, 23. I would say um, he's not going to give you any speed, but his profile is going to play and is going to play for a while in Oracle um, or uh, uh, AT&T Park. And um, it is it's a key. I think, it, I think it is actually Oracle right is now. It Oracle. I'm so yeah. Um, yeah, changes every couple of years. Correa is a keystone to me. He was outside of Turner and uh, Judge. He was the arguably the third best free agent on the market um, from an offensive standpoint. I think now when you look at what they've done with Hanniger and Correa, that makes the lineup a bit better. They they gave Jock the qualifying offer. Um, so you go Tyro, who's been a revelation. I love his skill set. I think he's an everyday ball player. Um, Tyro at the top, Correa, you know, Jock, uh, Hanniger, Yastrzemski, Lamont Wade. Um, now it's starting I, to tail off. <laughs> it's starting to tail off for sure. I could, I would have loved to see them go get a Josh Bell or a Cody Bellinger to play first base. I think that would have made, uh, depth. And I think that would have given them a, a more well-rounded, um, lineup going out there every day. I I think, again, it comes down to, okay, this guy's a superstar. He's a leader. He's got all the, the creds in the world. Yes, he was involved in that the cheating scandal. Every single baseball team cheats. It's just a matter of who gets caught. He owned it. He said, fuck you, especially said, fuck you to the Dodgers, which is huge for us. Um, and, yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's a $350 million troll job. <laughs> John? Yeah, I mean, you gotta you were hoping that the Giants were gonna make some sort of a splash this, you know, free agency. Hanniger isn't, you know, the splash we were looking for while he is a decent piece to, you know, put in the outfield there, but I'm I'm more interested with Crawford having one year left on his deal, what what the infield is gonna look like. Like I would assume I would assume that Crawford would still get that that shortstop position he's been a gold glover for forever uh and he has one year left on his deal i i say you let crawford ride out into the sunset a giant that he always has been and have correa play third aaron what do you think yeah no i, I disagree i think correa has an absolute cannon and i think bullshit okay right, go ahead 
And <laughs> I think I think Crawford. I mean, can you imagine Correa and Crawford on the left side, and and Crawford playing the hot corner like he? I I think it might actually do him. So the lineup right now would go. Estrada, Yastrzemski, Correa, Peterson, Hanniger, Crawford, J.D. Davis, Lamont Wade, Joey Bart. I do like J.D. Davis. I think it. I think he can. So J.D. and, and Wilmer will split time at first and third. Yeah, we need it. We need a left-handed first base bat to to. Or I guess we have that with Lamont. I mean, it's going to be a platoon. I, that's what I'm saying. I would have loved to see Bellinger. I know, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. ever. I would have loved to see Bellinger. Um, I think Crawford plays third base. I think it's a 70-30 split. I think you, you're going to see him play there, and and they'll give Correa days at DH and and um, let him rest. But I think that you had to imagine there was a phone call to to Crawford when before this signing happened. Right. Well, one way or another, there's definitely it's definitely been talked about, like either on Correa's side or Crawford's side, whatever it, you know it may be. But I mean, but you can't. Crawford's been one of the best defensive shortstops and arguably a, a great hitting shortstop for what the last four or five years. I mean, how many Gold Gloves have he has he had in the last five years? Like you're you're really and he's been with the you know he's won three championships. He's been with the squad for, you know, what, 11 years, 12 years? Like, He's 36. I get that, but it, he has one year left on his deal. You you know how hard it would be to be Brandon Crawford and be the shortstop of, of two generations of Giant fans and then just be like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over here and play my last game or my, my last season, arguably probably with the Giants. Maybe not. It, he probably won't retire after next year. I mean, I think someone can still utilize Brandon Crawford at shortstop, but to move, it just, it sits, it sits it's weird with me. It's a legacy position that you're coming from. And yeah. I don't know. If, yeah. 100%. I think, 100%. Okay, I, think, I think under Bochi and Sabian, no doubt Crawford's playing shortstop under this regime. It's all about numbers and analytics, dude. And, and yeah. I'm sorry, but it, it's, you know, they're going to look at who's, who's going to give them the best defensive uh, wins above replacement. And they're just going to roll, roll with that. They're going to roll the most de efficient defensive shortstop. And they will justify it with the numbers. Wouldn't and you say that Correa is better better suited for third, third base? With, yeah, with his arm and just like awesome. his... Yeah, yeah. I, could, I mean, I, I hear the argument. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we're going back to not being able to do that shift next year. Is that correct as well? So you're going to have to have positions staying in you know what i mean you're not going to have all these different shifts moving around and and utilizing certain players certain ways so if you put them at short they got to cover that entire ground i mean can like you said crawford's 35 36 like i mean you're gonna have to give correa some time at the at shortstop to get him ready for next year um or for the year following he's gonna have to learn how to play play that position in that park i just think i just think that Crawford would make a an epic third baseman. And I think that I think that his defense that like maybe he actually does play another two years and, and because he does move over to the third. He doesn't have to have as much range, you know, and he yeah. can pick it with the best of them. Yeah. I also like this move too, because you don't you don't see obviously Farhan. I, I doubt he had the last decision on this, but you don't really see those long-winded 10, 12, 13 year contracts. But hopefully this is enticing enough for some free agents here in the next couple of years to want to come to the Bay Area. You know what I mean? Like it's we've been talking about that with Judge. Like it's so hard to get a huge franchise type free agent to the Bay Area. And hopefully Correa is the first of many in the next kind of coming years with all this free agency. So, so listen to these names that are free agents next year. Uh, for 2024, right? You have Rafi Devers. Who that is? You've got Manny Machado. You've got Shohei Otani. You've got um, Reese Hoskins. Who that is? Yeah, you can stop with Shohei Otani. I'm not going to. No doubt. But, I mean, the pitching, too. Aaron Nola is out there. Who that is? Louis Severino. No Blake Snell. Never heard of him. This, this Teoscar Hernandez would be great. Who that is? So, this is nope. a... This is, <laughs> this is a, 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 a huge, I think this is a much deeper uh, free agent pool. So maybe they're setting themselves up for next year. Now, 
the Dodgers being quiet this offseason scares the shit out of me. Otani. They are yep. they are going to back it up for him, dude. They are going to back it up. Like I could see the first ever five hundred million dollar ten year. I mean, what is he? He's twenty, so he's going to be thirty that year. They'd get. I could see them giving him twelve or thirteen for four hundred. Jesus, four hundred and ten. That's crazy. That's crazy. You're getting a, you're getting a six war player on both sides of the base on bo- both sides of the diamond. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I know. I'm not knocking it. He definitely deserves it. I mean, if the he, fact that he didn't get I like I get with Judge like it's 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 completely offense kind of driven the MVP, but the fact that Shohei Otani does not win the MVP, being that he pitches over what a seventy games or whatever and you know, has over 300 at bats and he's still like, he's all star in both of those categories. How do you not give an MVP to someone like that? It's the LeBron effect. Yeah. Where he's just so much better than everybody. Yeah. That it's like, you have to end up giving it to somebody else because it's like, yes, we know. Like he's just, he's, he needs his own award. He's (laughs) such a unicorn. And it, it, it's it's literally modern day Babe Ruth. I know that's the, the the term that's used over and over again, but I mean, his pitching was more impressive last season than his hitting, and he hit like thirty five home runs and 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 stole like twenty five bases, dude. And <laughs> like, dude, like that's absurd. And if you watch him pitch, it's like effortless, and he's throwing gas a hundred and zipping two seamers and sinkers and throwing weird and you're just like dude this guy's not human he's a full on alien and it's just incredible so that is going to be the coolest thing to watch him get paid next year now if it's a giants obviously i'm going to be doing backflips and i'll like i'll learn japanese but <laughs> if, if it's, it's funny cuz it's funny cuz your backdrop looks like you. yeah <laughs> looks like you're in, Japan, like right you're in now. Japan right now. But if it's and but it's if it's the Dodgers, I might quit baseball. Ugh. That'll I mean, be tough we, for you. It would be tough, but at least we get to see him. Like we could go to a bunch of Giants Dodger games and actually like see him pitch live, which would I be go to cool. a bunch of A's games for way cheaper and see him play the Angels all the time, <laughs> dude. That's true. Yeah. I do not want to see him in a Dodgers uniform. All right, let's stop talking baseball. I think yeah. we've, I think oh, we've exhausted baseball um, for the time being. Moving on, I did. Let's Open go back year. to the Bay for a second because it has. We start. We we spent a lot of time here last week, but we have another week of bro- watching Brock and what he does for this Niners offense. Um, obviously, big game coming up for them a, on Thursday in Seattle. Um, obviously, a short week for them but a new challenge, but I just wanted to go back to last week and your general takeaway from watching that game. AB, did you, do you think that the Niners are in a better position with Brock Purdy at the helm as quarterback, or um, would you prefer to see Jimmy G come back? Yeah. I mean, at this point, obviously it's easy to say Brock is, is, you know, looking like he's giving them a, a totally different dynamic. I think, I do think that his mobility is something that Kyle can utilize a little bit uh, yep. more than, than Jimmy on these kind of naked bootlegs rollouts, even, you know, these nice. unscripted plays where he gets outside of the pocket. Um, and so I, I do think that he adds an element. I do think that there's going to be a, a correction I think that there will be um there I mean dude he he's going to have I mean this is uh, going up to the 12s in Seattle th- th- this is where we really see right and he's kind of off of a little bit of a bum ankle I think it is or something like that he came up on the injury oblique. report oblique left okay. oblique so, left oblique right so he can't he popped up on the injury report short turnaround short week is he coming off feeling real good about himself and now he's got to turn around and go up to Seattle and play in front of that so we're going to see quite a bit out of what he really is this week as far as going forward if he doesn't make mistakes he throws that ball with intention he puts it on a dime he just 
like I know it's so cliche, but he's got that it factor, man. And he just when you see him walking around, he's swinging between his legs. Like he walks around like he fucking owns the place. And I can't lie, bro. He's he's commanding the respect. Like McGlinchey came up and gave him a big old bear hug after he tossed one of those, and he took a ear hole shot. Yeah. yeah. Play of the game. Yeah. Absolute ear hole shot. Popped back up. Didn't even look like it phased him. Got right back into it. Threw an interception that got called back. And then and then just went marched down the field. And, and so that's the type of thing I want to see. Yeah. How do you respond to those those moments? And so far, can't say that I'm 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 worried about this Niners team. If anything, I'm I'm actually the ceiling might have gotten higher to answer your question. Yeah, uh, you could tell this team really rallies around him. And of course, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, like a lot of these dudes on the roster can relate to um, being later round picks and, you know, making a career for themselves. So you could tell these dudes really rally behind him. But yeah, I agree with the sentiment of just, you know, how do you respond to adversity? And two games in, it's been really impressive. Obviously, there's going to be more and more tape on him. Things will get a little more difficult in the playoffs but this is a great test both both the the last two games he's played in or game and a half i guess um have been at home now he goes on the road on a short week we're gonna learn a little bit more i feel and um i feel for the niners like <laughs> let's ride this thing out let's see what happens <laughs> you know um it, jimmy missing that much time and coming back in the playoffs i just i I know a lot of folks don't believe in it, but I do believe in momentum in sports. And I do believe in the power of belief. And I feel like this, this offense has been loaded with weapons for some time. And we, the Niners have not been able to really um, exploit that advantage. And I feel a dude like Brock Purdy, who is a gunslinger, it's obvious he threw a pick in the game. Um, he's doing a double and triple coverage a couple times, but someone who's willing to chuck the rock down the field. I, I think he unlocks some stuff on this offense. And so I'm excited for it. Yeah. And I will say what I've noticed is I think Shanahan's playing with this house money right now. And what that's done for his play calling has been mm. I, like he doesn't look scared, and he's it's like and and he's getting this offensive line to block traditional run game extremely efficient efficiently, and then he comes with that that zone run and just cuts it back chunk yards. McCaffrey is the perfect running back for that. He if you watch those runs, he gets the entire field moving to the right, mm. and then just boom, cuts back to the left. So I think that he's. He might he might feel a little more free. Like, what do I have to lose? Which is 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 and you can do all this because you have that defense. Yep. And that defense is as elite as it comes. I, this is the, this is one of the best defenses I've seen in the last three to four years in the league. I will say his name again. Dre Greenlaw is yeah. becoming fast, fastly becoming a top five linebacker in this game. Yep. What he does on a play-to-play -play basis, and I mean, that interception was a thing of beauty. He yeah. Tip he tip-drilled to himself. And I just, I love this guy. I love Correa. I mean, I love uh, Fred Warner, but Dre Greenlaw, man, there's something about this kid. And I just think that he's like that Navarro Bowman type to the, mm. to the um, Patrick Willis, you know? Did and, you see I, him? You see him go up to Brady and get his autograph after the yeah. game? With the intercepted ball? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, I mean, I in those kind of moments, you would think Brady or whoever would be kind of in that moment would be upset and almost kind of like uh, disrespectful, if you will, you know. But like what was cool to see about that video is both of them. You could see like it was genuine. You could see, you know, Greenlaw talking to him about, you know, how, how long he's watched him and all that kind of stuff. And for for Brady to actually sign that, I thought was was pretty cool. Yeah, agreed. Um, staying with the Niners for one more second. So I'm leaning towards this week as one of my player props, picking CMC over 39 and a half receiving yards. Debo's out. 
Um, again, short week. I don't know how aggressive the play calling will be on the road, and I think that could be really good. Uh, a really good pick. What say you, boys? I like it. I actually like it. I think that you could see, you know, another wheel, wheel route from McCaffrey. He can get those dump offs. I think they are going to scheme it up to where Brock has, you know, multiple release valves that are going to be easy intermittent throws um, when things start to get hurried and some havoc gets caused. Um, and the way that McCaffrey's playing right now, he's liable to crack one for 25 30 on a short little, you know, uh, screen pass. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Playing in Seattle on a short week, it's it's a. I'm I'm staying away from this game this week. I'll tell you that. I I, I don't. The fact that they're minus three on the road, short week. I would I, I would I thought this game would come in at two and a half, so it's not too far off. You know, I think it's what three and a half right now or three. Yeah, three and a half for the Niners. Okay, so yeah, I. I don't know. It, it just it something something isn't sitting right. Something smells fishy with this, and I don't know if it's like the harbors up in Seattle, but it's it's, it's something. Like, like, I don't know, like, dude. I think I'm going Seattle money line. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so what? We, if we go back and we look, uh, we I think we said we kind of worked through the Niners' remaining schedule, and and um, we said realistically they could go what four and four and one. I think was yeah. what we what we came up with. This feels like that one, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's sketchy. It's sketch, and and I just think that the position, like from a betting standpoint, like remove the logo, remove the the loyalty. Like you play the home dog, divisional home dog on a short week here, period. And Pete Carroll had, I think Pete Carroll's like four and zero or four and one against Shanahan. Um, you know, it, it it's this is the spot you take the Seahawks, and I do think the. And it's funny you say that, John, because I was I was contemplating making that one of my. Oh, bets. caught him in a reverse, 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 caught him in a reverse, reverse, and, and I backed off because I want you to have the glory. Yeah. Don't try to triple reverse me, man. You can have the. <laughs> Not even taking that. Money. You know, what? I'm 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 going to stay with my first thought. I'm staying away from this game, Aaron. You can't get me. You nice try. Nice take try, dude. You're taking the Hawks money line. Who knows? Great transition. So let's talk about the games you're not staying away from that are coming up. Bowl season is here, my friend. Um, how are you? How are you settling in now that championship week is over? You had Army Navy this past weekend, classic game. But I mean, 350 yards of rushing, and I think there is 70 yards of total receiving. Like you know, not the most aesthetically appealing game how are you doing my friend yeah it, um well i had you know those props that we put in yes or last week uh mm -hmm. saved me obviously it took navy minus two and a half um that didn't work out but i did take end in overtime for a plus 1500 first overtime in like 17 years or something like that uh goes to double overtime so that bet alone pretty much helped me out and because of aaron saying his uh thing about the under and obviously the under always hits in the army navy game took the over and that also hit for the first time <laughs> in i think six years so, classic reverse 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 it was a, such a reverse reverse thank you i was tr i was trying to hint at it no one saw it but it was a classic reverse reverse i can do it too aaron you're welcome I mean, I knew about it. I'm. It's levels to this, Aaron. There's levels. Exactly. I don't want you to burn out, so I'm giving you these. You know, eventually you will get there on your own. But I have to training wheels. You know. Please. I mean, the rest of the week was awful. Uh, but that was last week. Let's talk about this week. Hey, it's me. Knock knock. So, uh, you got uh, you got my money. You gonna give me my money? Where's my money, man? Yes, let's do that. That is such a grand idea. Um. All right, so we have Friday and Saturday. We have some games. 
We have the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Uh, these it, the the names aren't going to get any better, so just strap in. Uh, University of San Antonio, uh, Texas, at Troy. And to keep in mind, this is not at Troy. Um, this is going to be uh, somewhere, you know, Oklahoma, Kansas, somewhere random, neutral site. We are taking San Antonio plus two against Troy. We have the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl presented by Stifle. Washington State. Shout out Mike Leach. Yes, sir. Plus five against Fresno State. Fresno State is a really, really good team, but purely for Mike Leach, we're going Washington State plus five. SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. Florida against Oregon State. We're taking Oregon State minus nine and a half. Florida pretty much their entire offense and all of their their three or four playmakers on defense are all sitting out this bowl uh, to get ready for the draft. So I see Oregon State smashing this team. We have the New Mexico Bowl. It's just the most normal one out of the two. And it's uh, the Methodists against the Mormons. That's right. SMU against BYU. It's the Holy Bowl is what it should be. Not New Mexico Bowl. We're taking Southern Methodist University minus three. The Frisco Bowl. The whale that we have taken all week, thank or all year, thanks to Aaron. North Texas against a very sneakily good Boise State team. We're going, we're taking the points. We're going plus eleven and a half. Let's ride. <laughs> uh, all right. A B. Yes, sir. The floor is yours. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. I'm gambling again. I have, I have a Benedict Arnold... Cumberbatch reversal uh, betrayal pick on the on the books, absolutely. So last week we went four and three. Uh, we missed severely. It wasn't even close in in three of our games with Cleveland, uh, New York Giants, and Tennessee all getting their asses whooped. Some of those Detroit, teams might have been inflated. Uh, definitely inflated. Detroit, however, not inflated. Vikings, however, hot, hot, hot air balloon garbage. Uh, massively inflated. Um, we will be getting back to that again this week. Uh, Detroit minus two and a half hit. Jets by the by the hair on our backside. We got it. Um, they lost by eight. I think we needed a. Um, uh, I've seen your ass. That's a lot of hair. That's a lot of hair. Niners minus three and a half. A breeze and Denver down twenty plus nine and a half. A concussed Russ. And what happens? He microwaved his way to covering. The kid put a Stouffer's in the microwave and he heat that thing up for two minutes and came out with a cover, baby. And we love it. So we're going right back to the well this week. Indy plus four against Minnesota. So this is the classic reverse reversal here. I made you start to fade Denver, auto fade Denver. Now I'm actually, it's really, we're auto fading Minnesota from here on out going forward. So, auto fade Kirk. Minnesota's fraudulent. Again, I do not think that they. I, I mean, I, Kirk Cousins was like probably the best quarterback last week. Let's keep that in mind. He threw for over 400 yards with like three three touchdowns. I mean, in, and in class, that defense is what is fraudulent. Absolutely, but Kirk Cousins is a face, and he's just a fraudulent-looking face. So Vikings, uh, Indy plus four, Miami. Plus seven and a half versus the Bills up at Buffalo. A little nervy about this with the weather and the South Florida boys going up there, but you try to cover Tyreek and Waddle and Snow. Everyone thinks that it's going to affect the, affect the offense, but what do corners have to do? They have to essentially read footwork and they have to get on that first step, right? Try doing that in the snow against these two. I don't think so. And I think that um, I think that Tua's passing game will play in the snow. Short, accurate. Um, 
And I don't know, man. The, the Bills are just kind of in this weird spot right now ever, ever since Josh Allen's injury. So Miami 7.5, divisional game. I'm going to take that. Uh, New Orleans, minus four versus Atlanta. This is just fading a quarterback who has not played uh, in the NFL. Mariota. Desmond Ritter, shout out. Desmond Ritter, shout out. Uh, Mariota's hurt. The Riddler, dude. I think uh, you know, Andy Dalton's nothing sexy, but I think New Orleans gets it done here at minus four. There's not much of a, of a um, you know, Atlanta could keep this close. Um, but I think New Orleans pulls away in the end because I, I do think that uh, Ritter will have some mistakes in him. Jags plus four and a half versus a very, very inflated Dallas team. I think I think Dallas is fraudulent. I really do. I think Dak Prescott is one of the most overvalued, overhyped quarterbacks in the game. He doesn't do anything spectacular. He does not run. He is not ex- as mobile as one would believe. Yes, that defense is good. Yes, they have some offensive weapons, but it's still Mike McCarthy coaching. And... Huh. You know, that's true. To to me, that's just the, again. This is just they they have these little windows where they're where where they they look good, but I think uh, this Jags team is just kind. of I know they got their asses kicked last week, but um, they came out and they put a whooping on t- on Tennessee. And I know that you would usually want to fade there after a win like that, but I think Trevor Lawrence is showing us that he's the truth, dude. And and yeah. I. I think yeah. that this team has some talent. Travis Etienne is an absolute beast. Um, and that defense isn't as bad. And give me uh, Doug Peterson, bro. I think that is like such a steal for them. If they can keep him in-house for, for for to develop with Trevor Lawrence, I think that you could. this is a playoff team. I mean, they have an outside shot to, to win the South still. Um, give me the Jets. Pick them versus Detroit. Detroit coming off a huge win against uh, Minnesota. Jets at uh, Jets at home, I believe. And so it's going to be yeah. Jared Goff out of the best game of his life. Now he's got to go outdoors where he absolutely poops himself. And he just, there's, there's just, he can't handle it. He needs a diaper when he's outside. He just gets super nervous and you can tell. And he starts to overthink it and it's just, it's bad. And that Jets defense is going to tee off. And I think, um, I think if it's a pick em, like give me the Jets at home all day with that defense and that weather. Uh, Chicago. Who's plus. gonna play? Who's gonna play quarterback for them? Is Mike White still? He's is on he the clear to play. They they folded that dude like a lawn chair. Yeah, one of the most. And then he went. And then he went back in, and got hit identically. <laughs> like, he did. like that dude broke eighteen ribs. <laughs> it was it was bad. Uh, and Quinn and Williams is also on the injury report, which makes me nervous. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it for the show. Ooh, are we wavering? No. You wavered, wavering. dog. You wavered. All I was gonna say was wait for the Jets injury news before you make your pick responsibly. But I am going to make my pick <laughs> true degenerate and take the Jets right now. Next pick, I'm going Chicago plus nine against Philly. Uh I know again. Philly's inflated, dog. Philly is in. You said that last week, and what happened, dude? They yeah. stomped. They and, stomped the Giants, dude. And this is exactly why you should take the Bears right here with plus nine. Justin Fields is he can he can keep this game close by himself. Jalen Hurts is kind of like a code breaker. He 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 can kind of just like break any model, and he's just he's phenomenal um and i absolutely love them i do think that they'll win this game but it's just too many points you got to give me you got to give me uh you got to give me chicago plus nine especially with their run game against a super sus suspect uh philly's run defense uh cincy minus three and a half first tampa bay i'm sorry tampa bay is a dead floating log on the river they are i have seen is brady over the hill is he finally I've, over the hill I've seen nothing out of their defense, out of their offense. Mike Evans looks like he's like six years older after one season. Like, it, you know, like Godwin has one catch a game where he breaks it for 25, 30 up the middle, and then he go, and then he ghosts. Like, it, their offensive line is a shambles. And Joe Burrow is that guy. Like, he is that dude. And I'm on the sense, like, this is a public play. Give me Cincy minus three and a half, I think. I think that they just run roughshod on this Tampa Bay team. I think Tampa is just 
down in the dumps. And four, our Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Arnold, reverse, reverse, double reverse. Reverse, reverse. Denver minus three versus a very, very inflated Cliff Kingsbury with his gelled up hair and his dark sunglasses. And the only reason he's still in a job because he looks like a male model. Denver minus three, Brett Rippin. Yes, Brett Rippin versus Colt McCoy Bowl. That should be that should be a bowl game because that is going to be some fireworks. And yeah, now I'm actually I'm just kind of like auto betting Denver minus like Denver now just to fade Giroux. Feels so good. Also, I have one extra bet here. A little off the beaten path here. So we have the World Cup final on Sunday. Yep. Now, if you're a smart betting man like myself, you put some futures down on the World Cup. And if you know a thing or two about soccer, you know that the two biggest stars in the World Cup are Lionel Messi and Kylian Mbappe. And they both play for Paris Saint-Germain. And who owns Paris Saint-Germain? Qatari Airlines. And who owns Qatari Airlines? The Qatari government. And if you don't think that the Qatari government doesn't want to see their two biggest players in the finals in their hosted World Cup, you're tripping. And that's exactly what they got. And if you don't think that they want to see the story tale ending for Lionel Messi, again, you're gravely mistaken, my friend. You take Argentina on the money line, plus 180, they're winning this World Cup. I like it. A I little, like that too. A little bonus pick. The World Cup's been insane. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, it's been great. It was Watching that Morocco team uh, make it all the way to the semifinal was just awesome but uh i digress so i guess it's my turn and uh lock of the week didn't go super great last week i decided to stay true to myself my humanity my integrity and i picked denver but this lock of the week we're actually going to go with a player prop and i'm going to take i'm in the building and i'm Adam Thielen, myself. We're going Adam Thielen over four and a half receptions. Um, the last six weeks, he's had four or more in every game six, seven, eight, uh, four, and nine. So um, that's my lock of the week. Lock that one in. I feel great about it. No, you don't. <laughs> the listener cannot see your face right now, but you do not look stoked at all. I am juiced. I This is me at my happiest. Uh, let me go back. I'm sorry. I, I misread those numbers. I don't know where I got those numbers from. Uh, the last six weeks, seven receptions, nine receptions, six receptions, four receptions, eight and six. Um, the Vikings offense hasn't been the problem. It's been the defense. Um, Kirk Cousins, I don't love him, but I think my boy uh, Thielen will will shake free for at least five receptions this, this week. So going with that for the lock of the week on my um, on my you got me fucked up pick of the week. <laughs> I'm staying true to myself and I'm fading. A B over here. I'm taking Arizona plus three and a half. I already know the listeners lock it in. Denver minus three. Easiest fade of the week. Jero's on the other side. Well, well regardless, is there's gonna be some apologies in order after this. Yeah, uh from Aaron over there. Um just just not being the boy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, man. Um, and then we're going to double down and we're going to fade Aaron once more. We're going to take the Lions at the Jets. I understand the Jets defense is something serious. It's probably the second best defense in the league. And I don't care. I like the Lions. I love their logo. I like Detroit. Uh, I love Man Campbell. And right now, not a big fan of AB. So I'm fading him there as well. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the that's what he's betting on, folks. Yeah, I love the logo. Yep. Is that is there a problem? I mean, it's just it's 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 impeccable handicapping. I mean, it really is just like extremely. It's called hard. a gut feeling, and when you get a gut feeling, screw your analytics, Aaron. Or your should I say, feeling feels just you know what I'm talking about. You or, you you go and look at Michigan, Ohio State. 
and you see that plus eight, and you're like, you know what? I have a gut feeling. And what happened? You listen to the analytics. That's right. I had a gut feeling, and I went with feeling. You know. Okay, so yeah, I think Jarrell's got a gut feeling. We're doing it this week. Listen, I like I like your Miami pick. I do think you bring up a good point, but I'm just I'm going. I I have to. I'll give you credit where credit's due. But I mean, you were barely above 500 last week, and you're coming in here with all your numbers and all your um and analysts breaking down the games and why you think you're gonna do what. Yeah, I go with my heart. If I like a team. If I think they have a cool head coach, if that coach terrifies me, yeah, I'm going to pick them on the road. I don't care. If they have a cool logo and that's what I want to go with, I'm going with it. You know, anyone could go one game over 500. You had all the numbers in the world and you went one game over 500. And the three you picked wrong, you picked very wrong. And you're going to give me <laughs> shit for being a man of my word and like, hey, yeah, fuck it. None of us really know. If we did, we wouldn't be doing this show. We would be in Vegas living it up right now. That's not how any of our lives are going. So, yeah, I'm picking a fucking logo, okay? <laughs> I'm 10 and 3 the last two weeks. You're what? I'm 10 and 3 the last two weeks. Oh, well, I'm 10 and 3. And, and, Congratulations, and, bro. Hey, you know, when it comes down to it and the winning ticket is in my pocket, the score on that winning ticket doesn't matter as long as it's a winning ticket. And key word here is that I win, my friend. I, I, John, do we know what Jero's lock of the week percentage is, or like have I? I, would, I don't know that we need to get into it. It's about fifty percent. Yeah, it's about uh, it's it's about fifty percent. Sub fifty fifty percent, but but sure. So I'll, okay. I'll get back to you on that, but I, I believe it's right around fifty percent. Putting your money on a wide receiver. <laughs> that's a great point yeah i that, have no retort I, for that yeah, I literally... that is a really great point <laughs> yeah oh man yeah i i have no retort that's, that's... wayne Corbett. can't help you jason seahorn that's that's a db that was that's a, not a db i know i'm aware are we just naming white skill position players at this point yeah because i'll i will see your uh i will see your jason seahorn and I will raise you a Tom Rathman. Oh, you should have held on to that one. <laughs> yeah, you could have gone like Wes Welker and then Tom Rathman. <laughs> no, yeah. I went for the killer. I went for the kill because I got nothing after that. <laughs> That's how you do a mic drop, my friends. <laughs> um, you know, before we get out of here, I did want to just uh, touch on the fact that uh, obviously Mike Leach passed away last weekend. Legendary college football coach. Um, really innovated the way the passing game in college football that run he had down at texas tech and that offense was just like <laughs> it took the nfl to realize um man these qbs aren't all that great uh mike leach must be doing something down there in uh in lubbock because those teams were really fun and just like one of the things I've always appreciate the most about people is when they are unapologetically themselves and they get it. And he was just a dude who got it. His post game inter any interview he was on, he got it. He was he was intentionally goofy, kind of odd, all those things, and just being himself and having fun with it. You know, he got it. And I just I really appreciated that about about the man himself. Obviously, none of us knew him, but just a watching him over the years hearing his interviews just always a phenomenal soundbite um we used him we we played a million of his sound bites on the radio shows over the years and uh yeah he's gonna definitely gonna be missed yes sir mike leach wrote a book on geronimo called leaderships Stra leadership strategies of an, of an american warrior that's yeah. amazing he was also yeah he was also a finance <laughs> lawyer he innovated the air raid offense. Like yes, the superlatives sir. for this guy can go on and on and on. And to your point, Drew, unapolog unapologetically himself, odd, dry, the best interview you yes. could ask for, and a, a hell of a football coach. I mean, I think that at the end of the day, that that's what it comes down to is he was just he was a hell of a football coach, and obviously those players bought into what he was selling. And uh, yeah, he's going to be greatly missed, man. I, I that was shocking news for sure. Yeah, that was tough. Um, I will say, I 
on on the note you were just talking about, I think one thing about Mike Leach that was so cool is sports aren't serious, man. Like there's really no grave consequences in any one game. And I wish all of sports would go the way of professional wrestling a little bit more and take itself a little less serious. And I always just dug that about Mike Leach is, you know, when, win or lose like it was just he was down to have a good time and go off topic and talk about aliens talk about history talk about whatever his favorite food spot and the keys like it didn't matter you know and i really appreciate that because they're in the, in these times i feel like everyone's promoting a brand everyone is trying to be this persona and you know, not everyone, but the vast majority. And I think social media just sped that up. You need to be a brand. You need to be, you know, this thing. You can't just be you and unapologetically you. And I, not many people have done it to the degree that um, Mike Leach did it. So shouts to him, shouts to the family. Um, what, what other sports characters do we even have? And like modern times that have a big, personality that just you could just tell they're just comfortable being themselves well dion i would first sure i think would come to mind but nothing that's nothing that readily comes to mind that is you know like a sabin or like just even i mean i, I would yeah, i would i would say big poppy uh was one of those guys who was just like you know, kind of unapologetically himself and just, yeah. you know, this was a while back, but I don't know, man, Mike Leach was, it's, it's so funny when you were saying that about being a brand and everything and all those people who are trying to be a brand and, and are following this script and are trying to promote and all this, and they're trying to find this, they're all aspiring to get to that genuine quality nature quality like brand recognition that mike leach had and mike leach didn't give a flying fuck and that's what gave him that unique brand and that's what made him stand out and he was a he was the best of best brands because he wasn't trying to be yes. he was just yeah. being himself and i think that, that that's a major thing for a lot of these young people out there is just just be yourself man and 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 just be you and and it's like Try to be the best you can be every single day. Don't don't shy away from your interests. Don't shy away from the things that that get you curious. You know, if it's weird to to somebody else, like even better. That means that you should look into it even more. Yes. And, and I think I think Mike Leach is is you know one of a kind. Is so cliche, but you ask who's kind of like him, and it's hard. I can't. I mean, maybe Belichick in his own way. You know, but Belichick is so tight with his stuff, right? right? Leach gave you an inside. He gave yeah. you a window into his brain, into what do you, you know what I mean? And yeah, he's, it's, it was, yeah, it's sad, man. He was so, he was so good. He was such a good, good guy to have in college football. Yeah. And you really, I mean, yeah, we just don't get many personalities like that. And I think so many times we forget that our authenticity is our leverage. You know, the thing that that is um, sets us apart, each and every one of us, is our own uniqueness, right? Like, and I just, I really appreciated that. So it's a tough loss. And yeah, there really is no replacing that, that type of personality. So uh, yeah, Mike McDaniel to me would be kind of the... sure. The, sure it's yeah that's like kind of quirky good one yeah you don't really you don't really know where they stand but you know like through a few interviews that you've seen that they're you know they have a good rapport with their players or or front office staff or whatever or even with analysts like that's the one thing that stood out to me about mike leach too is like his every one of his interviews you could tell like he was friends with those beat reporters right like whoever it was at those schools or with espn like kind of you know being dry and joking with them um you know it's it's yeah i think like aaron to aaron's point you know this is bigger than you know mississippi state or washington state like this this is kind of a for a whole of college football this is kind of losing one of the the legendary people in college football so so it's a bummer to to was he, uh, see him go was he a college football lifer yeah so he started yeah uh his his like training or whatever you know his master's program for coaching at byu and 
went to, I, I believe, Kentucky after that, um, you know, and then was with Oklahoma, LSU as some coordinators um, and, you know, eventually got the, the Texas Tech and then Washington State and then Mississippi State. So never the NFL. It was a college guy through and through, which makes it even more, you know, a college football loss as a whole. I agree. Yeah. Um, did you know uh, Mike Leach is born in Susanville, California? No way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of wild. I did not know that. You would have thought he was from like somewhere in the South or the Midwest. Or yeah. Something. Nope. Yeah. Susanville. I yeah, mean, I, honestly, I had him as like there, I had him as like Oregon or Washington. I thought he was like kind of one of those weird daywalker types, you know. Have you been to Susanville? <laughs> no, I, I. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a prison there, so I don't. It is nothing but daywalkers. It kind of starts to make sense now. <laughs> oh man! All right, well, we'll catch up with y'all next week. It's been real. You guys got anything for the people on the way out? Reverse, reverse. Reverse, reverse. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> we love listening to Mike Leach around here, the Washington State coach. We have told you before that he looks a little bit like an unkempt wizard. Uh, you know, a wizard who is, uh, has faced some hard times, a little down on his luck. Uh, and he loves uh, to yammer into microphones with uh, whatever your questions are. So he was asked about Pac-12 mascots. He's been asked before who would win a Royal Rumble between Pac-12 coaches. Now he was asked who would win a Battle Royale between Pac-12 mascots. Well, first of all, what kind of mythical powers does a Sun Devil have? We've got to consider that. I'm going to say the Wildcats out. Uh, the Trojan, is he? does he have a horse or is he on foot? Does he have a bow and arrow or just his sword? The Bruin, definitely formidable. Another bear up there at Cal. Uh, the tree, I imagine that tree's going to get chopped down. It's unless we're going to go with the bird and somebody might get pecked or something. I don't know. And then the duck. The duck might lose interest and just fly away and get out of there, which may be good advice under the circumstances. Uh, the husky, no chance. The beaver. Well, we'll see how long that beaver can hold his breath. The ute, again, we're back to, uh, is he on horseback? Does he have a bow and arrow? Did he trade for a rifle? I mean, you know, because if that ute's got a rifle, there's some definite problems. And, you know, you'd have to get one of those Harry Potter activists to read up on how you kill a sun devil because there's a lot of uh, outside stuff there. Um, just as far as a beast alone, uh, a buffalo's going to be pretty hard to tangle with. I mean, a, bu a buffalo's utterly outstanding. Did I leave any amount? Uh well, but Butch, Butch is going to have to be clear-minded and crafty. I mean, Butch will, Butch will find a way. There's no question. <laughs> Google will find a way. Uh, clear-minded and crafty, a combination of stay out of harm's way and, and attack when you get your, uh, your chances or your openings. Well, it's, so it's too late to rescue you. Uh, the, uh, the best wisdom that I can possibly give, uh, the best w wisdom I can possibly give on that subject nine days and it's a little late you should have come to me sooner um the uh my wisdom would be uh you you have to stay out of the way now and i wish you a very happy marriage and i'm sure you'll have one but uh, i'm just telling you uh when it comes to marriages uh, the women lose their mind your fiance is going to lose her mind your mother-in-law is going to lose her mind your mom is going to lose her mind Several of your sisters and uh, female relatives are going to lose their mind, and um, and that you, they're going to they're going to barrage you with constant questions. What should we wear? And then, uh, which of course my answer was I don't care. And then, uh, what color should the invitations be? I don't care. Uh, what should we have for dessert? I don't care. Should we seat this this way or that, that that way? I don't care. But see, I don't care is not satisfactory at all. And you're going to get caught in a catch-22, and I'm certain that you already have. And that catch-22 is, well, I want you to be a part of this too. Uh, so what color invitations? Um, 
All right, the blue ones. Well, I kind of like uh, I kind of like the tan ones. Okay, the tan ones then. Oh, you're just saying that because uh, 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 you want this over with. You're not even thinking about it, which is of course true. And then, um, well, uh, uh, what do you want for dessert? I was thinking of strawberry shortcake. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, strawberry shortcake would be good. Well, what about the blueberry pie? Well, I like the blueberry pie. We could have the blueberry pie. Well, I thought you said you wanted the strawberry shortcake. And it's just going to go back and forth, and they're going to play keep away from you until uh, after you're married. So what you need to do is you need to work late hours, work late, be, be very nice and supportive, and um, uh, but but they're going to play keep away from you, and, and there's no answer you can give that is going to be satisfactory or correct. And if you successfully uh, please a few of them, the others will still be, oh well, I just don't feel like he's that interested. Yeah, okay. So so you need to work late, uh, go in the back room and read a lot of books. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you have to go. Uh, take the groomsmen out so you make sure that they march in just right and they know exactly, you know, these swell outfits that you picked out or whatever, however you're doing it. Um, and in the end, you'll wish you eloped. But um, uh, nevertheless, you need to find, uh, you need to find um, excuses uh, that they'll buy uh, to be as far out of harm's way as you possibly can. And... Uh, but uh, take comfort in knowing that uh, once the ceremony's over, um, that uh, you know life will get progressively better from there, even though there's some adjustment. Got your coffee. Yeah. It is early. How do you take your coffee? What's the best way to take your coffee? Well, coffee tastes terrible anyway, so don't put anything in it to obstruct the harsh, bitter taste. Then just put it down one sip at a time, you know? So it's just all about the effect. The taste, it's not about the experience at all. It's about no. the outcome. No, the experience is terrible. We talked about on the broadcast how you hate candy corn. What's your I favorite Halloween? Candy game? corn. I mean, I completely hate candy corn. The women lose their mind. Your fiance's gonna lose her mind. Your mother-in-law is gonna lose her mind. Your mom is gonna lose her mind. It's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. It was the best, man. Rest in peace, Mike Leach, and prayers for his family.